This is the Westwards podcast, a fortnightly production of Westwards, the Western Sydney Literature Organisation. Western Sydney is located on the traditional lands of the Darug, Gunungurra and Tharawal nations, and we acknowledge and offer our respects to all Indigenous people and to their Elders past, present and emerging. Opinions and views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Westwards organisation. If you'd like to ask questions, offer feedback or simply learn more about what we do at Westwards, please visit westwards.com.au. All right, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Westwards podcast. This is a fortnightly production of Westwards, which is a Western Sydney literature organisation. When we talk about Western Sydney, we're talking about Parramatta in the east, right across to Mount Victoria in the west, up to the Hills District in the north, and the Hawkesbury, and then down to Camden, Campbelltown, and everywhere in between. Western Sydney is a big area, as two and a half million people live here. Over 170 countries are represented, and more than 100 languages. And all these people have stories to tell. That's where we come in. We present workshops, public events, school events, publications, fellowships, and so on. And one of those uh, fellows we'll be talking to today in our program. I'm your host, James Roy. And in addition to my work as a writer, I'm the program manager for Blacktown and the Blue Mountains with Westwards. Today is Monday, the 24th of February, 2020. We've got a bit of ground to cover today. We have news, of course. We have the interview I mentioned earlier. We also have some music, and we're going to be telling you about the celebration of writing that is coming up in a few weeks, and uh, some details on the program. So stay with us. Before we go any further, I want to give a shout out to uh, the West Side Poetry Slam. Uh, they had their first event back on uh, Wednesday evening. They had almost 40 people turned up for it, which is a, f- a fantastic showing. Uh, it was beautifully hosted by Melody and, and Daphne. They had a, a guest poet, um, Muhammad Awad, who did some fantastic stuff. They also had open mic. I'm not too proud to admit that I got up and had a go. My first poetry slam. I uh, can't say that it went all that well for me personally, uh, but I was more nervous than I think I've been in a very long time, and I've been doing this for a while. So there you go. It was, uh, it was an interesting experience. I will do it again, but I might come with some slightly different material. Anyway. This event is held on the third Wednesday of each month. Uh, the doors open at 6.30. They kick off at 7. And the next one then is going to be on the eight, Wednesday the 18th of March at the Westwood Centre for Writing, which is 91B Gross Street, North Parramatta, right above the Dominoes. $10 to get in, 5 for a concession. Terrific event, so come along. Today is the birthday of Sid Meier. You may not be familiar with the name Sid Meier unless you've been a big fan of of computer games like, uh, well, primarily Civilization, but also other games like Transport Tycoon and Roller Coaster Tycoon. But the big one, of course, is Civilization. And as we know, games these days are very much story based. And the beautiful thing about a big discovery strategy game like Civilization is that you actually get to drive the narrative yourself. You effectively get to play as God. I've played Civilization way too much in my time. And I really love it. I love that idea of having really the the ability to be open-ended in the way you approach it, within certain limitations. 
So Sid Meier's birthday today. Happy birthday, Sid. And here is a quote from him. He says, Our approach to making games is to find the fun first and then use the technology to enhance the fun. It's pretty good advice. I think this is good advice for, uh, for writers and storytellers as well. I was having a conversation just last night with somebody who was talking about the new Scrivener that they've bought. For those who don't know, Scrivener is a fantastic word processor that is created by writers for writers. I think it's under its second or even third generation now. It's the one that I use. Uh, it, it enables you to play with uh, the way you structure your story in a much more open and free and creative way than just your regular old A to B word processor. But the conversation I was having with my friend last night was about this, and he's just, I've finally convinced him to download and try Scrivener, and he's loving it. And I said, it's good, isn't it? It changes the way you write. And he said, yeah, but I've still got to get the content down. And he makes a very good point. The approach to writing and telling stories has to be about finding the story, finding the fun first, and then worry about the technology later. And a lot of times we hear people say, oh, I will write a book one day as long as I, as soon as I have a... It might be a new space to work, a new computer, a better program. At the end of the day, folks, that's just an excuse. If you're serious about telling a story, if you're serious about writing, you can get any piece of paper. There's a lot of it around, you know, and something to write with, pencil, pen. I've written many, many a poem, Sydney McDonald's, writing on a napkin. I even wrote the last chapter of a book on uh, the sick bag in an aeroplane one time because they told me I had to put my computer away because we were about to land. So there you go. Sid Meier's approach to making games is to find the fun first and then worry about the technology. And I think we can repurpose that quote as writers. Your approach to writing and telling stories has to be to find the story and the fun first and then worry about the technology you use to make it happen later on. I want to very quickly mention that coming up in a matter of mere weeks is our celebration of writing. It's a full-day program of panels and conversations with Western Sydney authors and creatives. It starts with a keynote address by Luke Carmen, who has worked with us before and is a fantastic Western Sydney writer, followed by a, uh, a panel about Western Sydney on screen and stage with Von Patiag, Donna Rabella and Enoch Malangi, chaired by Harja Alausi from Westwards. Then it's followed by a panel with Rawa Arja, Wai Chim and Catherine Jinks called Seeing Yourself in Words, which is about young adult writing in Western Sydney. And then finally, a conversation called Kui Mitigar with Jasmine Seymour and Leanne Mulgo-Watson, two Indigenous creators. One's an author, the other's an illustrator, and they'll be guiding us through the creation of their first book, which was called Kui Mitigar. Lunch will be provided. Tickets are $50 each. There's going to be a limited number because we haven't got that much space, but uh, it's, it's a going to be a fantastic day we're going to have a lot of fun so if you're interested in coming along and you should be get onto the website westwards.com.au on the front page there should be a link to the celebration of writing you can buy tickets through there they're 50 dollars a piece as i said hope to see you there on the day one of our favorite things to do at westwards is to support new creators and new writers and because of this, for as long as Westwards has been around, pretty much, we've been doing the fellowships. And these are a grant to a writer to give them time away from their other work to work on something. They're a new writer. They're from Western Sydney. And we give away three of these each year. And this year, we've had our three announced. 
One was Erin Sayers. As part of her fellowship, she will be mentored by Ben Peake. Aisha Ali has been mentored by Manisha Anjali. And Claire Cowell, a freelance writer and critic from Canleyvale near, near Cabramatta. She's seen to complete her law degree, uh, but she's been working on a short story collection. She has also been published in SBS Voices, The Lifted Brow, Kill Your Darlings, Running Dog, Subbed In, Scum Mag, Sweatshop Women, and Rough Cut. And she's going to be working on her short story collection as part of her fellowship. Now, when successful fellows come along and chat with us about who they would like to mentor them, we ask them for a wish list. And Claire's immediate response was she'd love to work with Melina Marquetta. Now, for those who haven't been paying attention, Melina Marquetta is the, uh, is the writer of many books, highly regarded, very successful, but was best known for her first book, Looking for Alabrandi, which was a, uh, an absolute watershed book in Australian young adult writing. It's about being caught between two cultures, effectively. And it's a very timely book, still remains timely. Uh, and this was who Claire nominated as top of her wish list. Now, we work with Melina, so it was simply a matter of talking to her and saying, we've got a young lady who would really love to work with you. Are you willing to do this? And we're very grateful that Melina has agreed to do that. Now, I met up with Claire at the Ponds High School recently where Melina was running a, uh, a Westwards workshop day for the students who are going to be doing Extension 1 and 2 at the Ponds this year and we invited Claire to come along and meet Melina and sit in on her workshop and I had a little chat with Claire shortly afterwards. So I need to apologise for the sound quality at the very beginning of this clip. Uh, my microphone, which I was using for the first time, had a couple of little idiosyncrasies that I had to work out. It improves through the interview but just at the beginning it clips and carries on a little bit so apologies for that. There's also a lot of crows in the background so <laughs> I've got nothing more to say about that than enjoy the sound of the crows. But this is Claire Cow, one of our fellows, and I had a chat with her after letting her know that Melina had agreed to be her mentor. So um, you were kind of hopeful when you won this fellowship of getting a particular person as your mentor, or you, you kind of put their name out. Who was that? Um, Melina Machado? Machado? I can't Machado? even say her name. Yeah, oh my gosh. And today you've discovered that uh, that is actually going to happen. How's that? Yeah, feel? that's, I mean, it's, it's really exciting. I didn't expect it actually when you, like, because you asked me along just to see her um, run a workshop, but I wasn't really expecting for her to be my mentor because I know she's really busy. She is busy. <laughs> but, um, um, yeah, she's one of, she was one of my favourite writers when I was a kid, so it what, feels like a What is it about her writing that makes you think that, um, that sort of made you feel like it would it'd be a good match for you? Well, I feel like what made me really connect with her writing like a long time ago was like that she, she focused a lot on adolescence, but also at first, and that's what really like hit, hit with me. Um, she wrote from like a migrant background and it wasn't something that was very common. And I feel like even though she was from, she's, she's from a different background, I really connected with that sense of like otherness. And also, like, her heroines were so strong-willed and, like, full of personality. And, like, I really connected with that as a kid because I was so... <laughs> I, I was a bit out of control as a kid. Right. <laughs> and, so you, um, you live down near Canley Yeah, Bale. I live in, um, yeah, Canley Bale. Canley Bale. So, so well, what's, what's your cultural background, can I ask? Um, I'm Chinese, um, but my parents were born in Burma. Um, right, okay. Yeah, um, and, yeah, so... And the area I come from is, like, extremely... Um, dominated by um, Asian immigrants. Right. So, like, yeah, the reality of Australia, I kind of 
experience wasn't like the one I saw in the books I loved. And other than, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, Canley Vale sort of Cabramatta kind of area. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, so, so yeah. Lots of Vietnamese, Laos, and. Yeah. Are there a lot of Burmese people in. Um, in not really, Canley? but there's also Chinese people, and right. like, yeah, that's definitely also like mainly my cultural background and my ethnicity. Right. Um, yeah, and I, uh, another thing I really admired about Melina was that um, she. Like you kind of grow up with her characters as well because she mm. started writing like like stories about them being adults and also um, she branched into fantasy and I think fantasy is probably like was my favorite genre and the genre I still read for fun and enjoyment and I want to be a fantasy writer so I think I just like kind of really identified with her interests and her strong like character driven work which is always what appeals to me yeah. I don't know if you've watched Carnival Row have you watched Carnival Row? Um, I've heard of it, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a really interesting one because it's kind of steampunky and set in yeah. a place that's very much like Victorian London. Uh, but all the, all the themes that they explore are things like um, bigotry and immigration and migrants and people and refugees and people being identified as, an, as the other because of their appearance. And it's, it's yeah. a really interesting take on how you can use fantasy to still explore those kind of other things. Yeah, I think like, a lot of fantasy is like quite allegorical like even you know harry potter people always kind of mind that for like political meaning but also stuff i re- read recently like broke the broken earth trilogy have you heard oh. yeah so that that's like extremely connected to like real world oppression mm. and um yeah and i think that makes it meaningful almost yeah, like because yeah because people identify like with the other in those stories or with um yeah like even even something simple like like books I really loved growing up was like Diana Wynne Jones's books, and there were always things like there could be simple things like her, like in in House Moon Castle, like the main character Sophie, her whole thing is that she feels really uncomfortable being a young woman and really shy and anxious in like all these social situations and expectations of her, and she's only freed when she ter- when she's cursed and turning into an old woman <laughs> because like nobody kind of has like people kind of ignore old women and she can yeah. kind of like be herself and be as like you know opinionated as she wants right. to be. Yeah. I feel like that's. Yeah, you know, it's, just, it's just like even though that's like a fantastical situation, it really says something about being a woman and being a girl who's like who doubts everything she says. Well, thanks very much for talking to me. Um, all the best with your fellowship. We'll probably catch up with you later on. Yeah, I'm really excited. Like, I think it's a it's a great opportunity. I'm really happy that you made this happen. No worries. It's really good. All right, yes. <laughs> so that was Claire Cow, one of our Westward fellows. In future episodes, we'll be speaking with the other two fellows, Aisha Ali who, as I said, will be mentored by Manisha Anjali, and Erin Sayers, who will be mentored by Ben Peake. This brings me to a couple of other quick announcements. Applications are now open for the Westwards Academy. It is a year-long training and mentorship program for up to eight emerging writers and multidisciplinary artists between the ages of 16 and 25. And this isn't really about how we write. This is more about how we manage our work as writers. So things such as how you set your business up, how you promote yourself, how you pitch to festivals. It will involve some seminars and some placements. Eight people will be uh, chosen to take part in this. There is a $150 fee for the successful applicants to help cover the cost of the program. But if you have any income stress at all, please email us outlining this. We'll give that due consideration. So it's for emerging writers. So by that we mean the first five years of their practice. They need to be uh, involved with or from or residing in Greater Western Sydney. And all the other T's and C's are on the website, so go and have a look, but it's a fantastic year-long program that uh, we're very excited about. I also want to mention, once again, that the Blake Poetry Prize is still open. 
If you're a poet and you have something to say about spirituality or religion or belief or lack of belief, then this might be for you. The best news about the Blake Poetry Prize is that the prize is $5,000, which is significant. Our website has the details, but I really encourage you, if you're a poet, get on this. Finally, Hemingway's Polydactyl Kitten Club and Speakeasy, which is our spoken word event in Katoomba. The next one is on the 2nd of March. It's a Monday night. Starts at 7, goes till 9. It is at the Avalon Cocktail Bar. $10 entry, $5 for concessions. Open mic section as well as a special guest. And this time the special guest will be Laura Greaves, who is, we're calling it Settler Noir because she is writing her PhD on a particular grisly murder that took place on the just on the other side of the Blue Mountains back in the 1800s. It's a fascinating story and she will be sharing her her work and her findings and this, her stories with us. So that should be a really great evening. So come along, bring something to share. There's nothing quite like getting in front of an audience and doing your thing. I can tell you this because I did this at the Slam, as I mentioned at the very beginning. Uh... It's terrifying, but it's kind of good when you're done. Speaking of the Kitten Club, we were privileged last time we met to have Peter Valentine Fenton. I was going to play you this little clip last time, but uh, I was waiting for permission from him, and I got the I got his permission via text message about an hour after I had uploaded the last podcast. So I've held it over for this. This is the song that he performed at the very end of the night. It's one of his original songs. Any other questions you might have, please get along to the Westwords website, westwords.com.au, or you can email admin at westwords.com.au. Until next time, stay safe and happy creating.